and welcome back to the Keto 911 Podcast. This is Daniel, your host. Sorry about the weird intervals on me putting out content as COVID continues to increase in the country. My workload continues to increase, which leaves me very, very tired in between my days off and I have to catch up on life and family things. So again, no excuses. Sorry about that. We will definitely work on getting more content out to you guys. And thank you, and I will continue to thank you all for supporting the podcast, the movement. Uh, I've got some good responses back from my Black Lives Matter uh, episode with the revolution will not be televised. I had to speak from my heart there, and I really got a lot of support from that one. I got some criticism, too, but hey, it comes with it. It's my platform. Say what I want, and, and let's move forward. So this episode is going to be titled, The African-American Diet. So, starting off, as everybody already knows, I'm a black man. I haven't always been on keto. have not. I have indulged myself in the wonderful musings and food and tastes and flavors of my family, my church, friends cooking, they mama's cooking, my mother-in-law's cooking. They, oh man, I have had some of the most delectable meals in the world. You know, and I could say for the majority of uh, of us black folks who are out there, man, we eat some good, we eat some good food, soul food, you know, what it's called, soul food, comfort food, what it's called. Uh, but along with that, and this is not just in the black community, this is in, in every facet of life. In my line of work, a lot of the people, even when I was in school to be an EMT, it was told to us in one of our lectures America is getting bigger. We have a whole, you're going to come across a whole lot of heavier patients because of our diet. It's, this, was, this was in a lecture. You know, this is about mainly as an EMT protecting yourself when you have to move patients. And I move patients all day long. I move patients all day long. I either move, transferring them to my stretcher from the hospital bed or vice versa. Or if it's on the scene, having to pick them up, you know. And, and move them. A lot of patients, um, it's, it's, it's the honest truth. America's getting heavier because of the diets that we eat. And, and that's with white, black, a Hispanic, you know, from where, whatever back, ethnic background you, 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 uh, you're from. A lot of our diet in this country is the worst. It is horrible. Horrible, 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 horrible. But I would like to speak on the African-American diet because, one, I am that. Uh, I have experienced it myself. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a trademark of, 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 uh, of my life. So let me go ahead and not just go sp- primarily off of purely my experience. Let's go ahead and put some science into it. Let's, let's go ahead and bring some, bring some of that in there. One of the main things with the, with with the problem with African-Americans and dieting is that the changing of the diet is something that black people have a hard time doing. You know, most of us will continue to eat the same old foods that we ate as a kid into adulthood. And this is true. I used to eat sandwiches, bologna sandwiches, and I put chips in them. You know, if I had, you know, uh, fried chicken or something like that, I have greens and I really didn't eat the greens. I'd have mac and cheese and then cornbread. 
or I have yams, sweet potatoes, or I have corn. You know, yeah. Every now and then I did dabble in the in and have some greens or some green beans and maybe cabbage, but I definitely had to have like mac and cheese, sweet potatoes, corn, cornbread rolls. I was a bread. I I was a bread. I still am a bread connoisseur. Love bread, you know. But it's true with African Americans, black people. That it, our diet consists of heavy starchy foods, which are a huge catalyst in weight gain. You know, not just after eating all that just in the meal. Then you have pound cake, sweet potato pie, pecan pie. You know, pies, 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 cakes, 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 starch, 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 sugar, sugar, sugars. But they don't realize, but a lot of black people don't realize that there are alternatives to eating these foods and changing these diets. I'm, let's, and let's go into some facts here. I'm still going to, let's go bring up some sources behind what I'm saying. Now, per the American Psychological Association, obesity in the, in the African-American community has been a growing concern in recent decades and can be attributed to multiple societal elements. Contributing factors include, but not a limit to, inequalities in stable and affordable housing, income, and access to quality education. Each one of these factors has the potential to directly or indirectly influence an individuals' chance to live longer and a healthier life. Among African American adults, nearly 48%, 48% are clinically obese. Think about that. That's almost half the African American population is clinically obese, including 37.1% of men and 56.6% of women, compared to 32.6% of, of white people, including 32.4% of men and 32.8% of women in the, in, in the uh, non-black demographic. Now, statistics such as these become even more alarming when considering the many health risks that are most commonly associated with obesity. It is, th- it is for this reason that awareness of these risks must be spread more widely to help combat the ha- habits leading to obesity. And the reference for this is maximizing the impact of obesity prevention efforts in black communities. Key findings and str- strategic recommendations. And this is from September 1st of 2014. But this is all this is all true. This is all true. Obesity has so many health risks. I'll tell you the ones that I see when a lot of the times when I come across patients and, we, and this is it's not releasing any hip information. But this is what a lot of doctors, first uh, healthcare professionals see when they ask history, hypertension, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart problems. All of these things are usually the, when we ask patients about past history, them the first couple questions we ask, especially if we see a patient that's usually heavier, we ask, hey, do you have a past history of high blood pressure, hypertension? diabetes, any of those, because if we're looking at our monitors, you know, and we're seeing on a blood pressure reading that your blood pressure is 180 over 90 something, we're going to be like, ooh, or 180 over 100 or almost 200 over 110, then we're going to be like, hey, do you have a history of these? And those are the main things that we're going to ask for. And then if you try to say that you don't, and then we see the list of medications that you take, and then they'll confirm, confirm it for us. But you, but those are the main things of what I'm serious is coming across the board on Americans, people who would come across. But but it's mainly in the black community to where we see these, we, where we see this. Okay, so that's just one reference. 
I'm not just going to bring you bring you with one. I'm going to bring you a couple more. Now, per the CDC, Centers of Disease Control, the same people who've been telling you about COVID and how to protect yourself, they got some on here too. Now, this is prevalence of childhood obesity in the United States. Now, childhood obesity is a serious problem in the United States, putting children and adolescents at the risk of poor health. Obesity is prevalence amongst children and adolescents is still too high. Now, for children and adolescents aged from 2 to 19 years old, so this is basically everywhere from elementary school through high school, the prevalence of obesity is 18.5% and has affected about 13.7 million children and adolescents. Obesity prevalence is 13.9% amongst 2 to 5-year-olds. That's elementary. That's from pre-K to second grade, almost. 18.4% amongst 6 to 11-year-olds. That's second grade to almost fifth grade. And 20.6% from 12 to 19-year-olds. That's middle school to high school. Childhood obesity is more common among certain populations. Hispanics, 25.8%, and non-Hispanic Blacks, or 22%, had higher obesity prevalence than non-Hispanic Whites at 14.1%. Non-Hispanic Asians, 11%, had lower obesity prevalence than non-Hispanic Blacks and Hispanics. Now, that's from uh, the CDC's National Center for Health Statistics. And there's a data brief on that if you'd like to. Now, at... Now, obesity, as defined by the CDC, is defined as body mass index, or BMI, at or above not the 95th percentile of the CDC sex-specific BMI for age growth charts. Okay? So, now, now that's for children. Now, the biggest thing that I said previously is that you're not going When black folks get to a habit of eating something, and this is what I've gone into. I'm serious. I've had the arguments with friends and family. You got to change. You really want to change your situation. Get off the hypertension. Get to change your body for the healthy. You have to change how you eat first. Well, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to exercise and I'm okay. But you're still putting the junk that you have in your body first in there afterwards. So you're defeating the purpose. You can't get in shape. You can't exercise then get healthy. You can't do that. Exercising is not going to get you healthy. You get yourself healthy first by putting the right stuff in your body, then exercise. Dr. Berg said that plainly, because look, and I'll go back to the keto specifics. If let's say you ate a, you eat a sandwich, you know, from you know, Subway or something like that, lots of bread. You get all the healthier stuff in there, you know, the lettuce, tomatoes, the onions, and then you have it with a big old bag of chips, which is nothing but corn, starch, sugar, sucralose, and all that other bad stuff. And then you have it with a big old thing of soda, which is nothing but sugar or sweet tea with sugar in it. You know, those those things are not good for you. you you've defeated the purpose. You can't have all that sugar, those starch and carbs, and then go to the gym and work it out because you're not burning fat. You're burning sugar. Because after you have all that sugar, a couple hours later, guess what? You're going to be hungry again. Now, think about it. It takes a while for bread to be digested. And you had a big old sandwich with all that other stuff like there. So by the time four hours hits, you're already eating again. 
Your food hasn't even begun to digest the stuff that you just ate not too long ago. So you're stacking food on top of food. And a lot of the times when you eat like that, you eat again, you're not eating the sandwich. You're probably eating something that's more unhealthy or it's packed full of starches and carbohydrates and sugars. So then, guess what? You're probably going to get hungry later on at night. You're going to want a snack, and then you're going to sleep, and then you're going to wake up. Your stomach is going to be growling. You're going to be hungry again. That, at that time, your body had just started digesting some of the other stuff, but yet you still haven't really started fixing the problem. Now, once you're on keto and the ketogenic process, and you're getting yourself right, having plenty of vegetables, having your, your fat intake to where your body is able to digest properly, then your body starts to burn the fat. Well, your body's burning the fat and then it realizes that it has more natural fat in there to burn, then guess what? Your body, you, you started your body up on burning the right stuff that it needs to burn. It's burning fat. The weight loss then kicks in even more along with changing the way you eat. Your body's going to automatically start to, especially on keto, primarily on keto, your body's going to automatically lose the weight. By eating the natural fat that, it, that your body already has. But then if you add exercising and I have to put intermittent fasting along with that, your, your weight loss is going, to, is, is going to speed up. It's going to be quite prevalent. You'll be eating cleaner. Your, your workouts will be that much better. Not that you can go to the gym right now due to COVID. And if you are going to the gym right now, I pray for you because that is a dangerous situation. You can do every exercise in the gym that you, that you want to do at home. Google it, YouTube it. There's home exercises that mimic every episode, every episode, uh, <laughs> exercise that you want to do, including weight training. So you have you have to take that extra precaution. You have to do that. You have to eat right first, then exercise. Get your body healthy first, then exercise. You can't do it the other way around, but. You know, you have to change the way you eat. Now, back to what I was saying, I got kind of lost in the tangent there. I've talked to family members. I've talked to friends about it. And they don't want to change how they want to eat because they don't want to get rid of that, 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 those flavors. Oh, well, I can. And, you know, I know everybody just had the 4th of July weekend and everything like that. And I was enticed to come over my family's house. I didn't want to travel because of COVID. And I was trying to recuperate. Um, from work as far as being tired not sick y'all but you know then I heard the same thing oh well today you can cheat day you can cheat today no I'm not cheating I'm not going to sit up there and put my body in through turmoil just so that way I can eat poorly and satisfy y'all I know my family listens to this podcast I'm sorry I'm so sorry but no Every day ain't a cheat day because when I start to cheat and then all of a sudden I'm going to look for more stuff and guess what? That weight is going to come back and it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Change the way you eat to keep yourself healthy. Not have a cheat day. Why you have? A, why can't you have a cheat day? You're doing so good. You're not going to gain the weight, weight back. Why should you reward yourself by doing something, by eating poorly? Why should you reward yourself by your healthy self by eating poorly? So that way your body is forced to start over. That's, 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 come on. You can have Rebel ice cream, which is fantastic. It's amazing. It's keto, it's non-GMO, it's good stuff for you. And you can reward yourself a little bit with that. Or you can make yourself keto sugar cookies, which I'm about to make today. 
especially for the kiddos. And I got to say one thing uh, for a special plug to Rebel. Our children, we got, my son's birthday was not too long ago. And we got him some ice cream from, I forget the brand, but it was not keto ice cream. So that way he can have strawberry because Rebel wasn't available. He did not touch, he tried a little bit of the strawberry ice cream. And it was Bluebell, that's it. He tried a little bit of the Bluebell ice cream and then he just like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want it. But the second that I got some Rebel ice cream in there that was strawberry, he dang near fought me for my own ice cream because he loves, the kids love keto ice cream. It tastes better to them. They can't stand name brand, Bluebell, all them other nasty flavors of ice cream. They can't stand it now. And I love that. So they love that. We're going to make them some more keto desserts so that way, one, we can keep them on a healthier path. Now, for children, Dr. Berg recommends that they don't need to be on keto specifically. Because they don't, they don't need to lose weight. But it doesn't mean we can't feed them healthy, give them more healthier options. Now, I know for myself, in elementary school, well, not specifically elementary school, but middle school and high school, we had vending machines. Now, for those who can attest to this, by all means, put your hand up and wave it in the air like you just don't care. We had vending machines. They used to have fruit punch in them. I guess it was a Tropicana fruit punches. And Snapple, when Snapple was popping, and Fruit, oh my gosh, Fruitopia, when Fruitopia was popping, we had all them bad boys in there. And then you had honey buns, powdered donuts, and this is something that we would get in the morning. We were on a, or passing, or going in between classes in, in high school, get ourselves a Fruitopia or, or something like that for $1.25 and get, grab ourselves a honey bun for 75 cents. And we'd be snacking on that all day in between classes. As long as you had money, you wouldn't buy the snack machine. You go out your day on way to go go to the snack machine. And then when we get to lunch, we eat pizza. You know, pizza would be a dollar a slice. But now that I realize it, when I used to get a salad, and I used to load my salads up, I paid 4 or $5 for a salad. And then I realized, you know what, it's more expensive to get a salad than it is to get me two slices of pizzas and I'm straight. But that also touches, you know, on like McDonald's. You can get a dollar, you can get off the dollar menu and eat good. I'm talking about get full, not necessarily eat healthy. But you'll fill up on the dollar menu. But a salad is like five, six dollars. And you really don't get that much of a salad in it. And it's the same way every everything else, you know. All the unhealthy stuff, if you notice, in the grocery store is usually within within the aisles. And all the healthier things that you need are on the outside. Like your produce, your dairy, uh, your cheeses, your sour creams, your meats, and, and stuff like that. You can get everything that you need for a good keto meals in the outside area. Now, the only thing that I would really get on the inside is if I were to get some peanuts, pistachios, or my stevia sweeteners, like pure, you know. Those are the areas that I would definitely just go get those little small things. Or if I just need to get something like almond flour, coconut oil, those would be within the aisles. Or keto pizza from um, Real Good that's over in the frozen section of frozen vegetables. But everything else is usually on the outside aisles. But the unhealthy things for you are the cheapest. 
Listen, the unhealthy items that are there for you are the cheapest. And you have to look at a lot of the areas that are in, that are high in obesity, especially in the black community. Areas of poverty. Food deserts. There are not many healthy items, you know, options for African Americans in the areas that are food deserts. You know, I'll go to the more astute or else I just say I'll go to the rich areas of the town that I live in. We have health stores. You have like natural grocers, uh, Drug Emporium, which has a whole organic section. They're building a sprout uh, store on the south side of town. There's a place called Fresh uh, by Brookshire's over in the rich, rich, rich areas of, of my city. It's where all those healthy places are on the non-black side of town. But if you go to the black side of town, you may have a Super One that's just a regular grocery store, a couple of Walmart, a neighborhood Walmart that's up there. But mainly you'll have fast food places, a lot of fast food places to where your cheaper options are available. Why sit up here and spend all this money on healthy food when I can go to, you know, uh, Little Caesars and get me a hot and ready for the kids for five dollars? Or I can go to Wendy's and grab something real quick or you know it's more time sensitive than time sensitive and quick to grab for the kiddos or quick to grab for you versus healthier options that are available and also you got to look at how much money that a lot of people have some a lot of people may be on assistance or whatever I'm not going to sit up here and shy bad against it because I've been on assistance before and it's not a bad thing it's just that programs are out there they're available you use them when you need them and when you know better you do better a lot of people don't know how to make healthier foods or to do this or to do this that's going to make it better for their bodies in the long run so they do what they know i have no problem telling them as soon as i start making meals and they start seeing they're like oh man that looks good that looks good or hey you know i really don't need keto you know i got to get rid of sugar yeah you got to get rid of sugar i got to get rid of bread yeah i got to get rid of bread but once you get rid of all the extra stuff and you don't eat it, you're starting to eat better going forward, then guess what? Eventually, after time, your your body, really, you just don't crave it anymore. You can do without it. I can look at bread. It smells amazing. And I can walk smooth past it because I know I don't need it. I can make my own bread. You know, 90-second keto cup bread. If I needed to do a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit or a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, I can do that in the morning or for for lunch now one more one more statistic from a reputable source this is heart.org and we're talking about children again among children 2 through 19 differences in rates of over overweight and obesity another statistic non-hispanic whites 29 percent of males and 29 percent of females african americans 33 percent of males and 39 percent of females the statistics for females black men and black women are vastly different our black women are more obese than the black men now it's not just saying you know because of genetics or whatever the case may be you know girls bodies mature differently than boys girls also have the menstrual cycles which may contribute to water retention 
bloating and all that other stuff that you have to that there are so many things the woman the woman's body is, a, is is an amalgam of so many different facets to it to where they go through so many more changes in their body than men and they continue to go through that until they have menopause so and I can't speak on that I'm just giving you based off of what I know uh, now with Latinos 40, 41% 41.7% of males and 36.1% of females obesity is twice as common in young American Indian and Native Alaskan children as it is white and Asian children obesity prevalence is higher in Latino and African American children than it is in non-Hispanic whites and Asians Research offers evidence that obesity prevalence among racial and ethnic groups in the United States and children is as young as ages four. One, less physical activity. African American and Latino children are less likely to play sports or participate in the recommended 60 minutes of physical activity per day, either in school or after school. More than twice as many African American high school students watch television three or more hours per day than non-Hispanic white classmates. Minority adolescents those from families in lower socioeconomic, socioeconomic status have less access to facilities for physical activity, parks, playgrounds, walking paths, etc. Access to healthy foods, like I said, food deserts. People in some communities have limited opportunities to make healthy food choices, like I said earlier. Poor areas and non-white areas tend to have fewer, fewer, and few, fewer fruit and vegetable markets. Specialty stores and natural food stores. Like I said, all the healthy healthy stores on the south side of town. You got Sprout, south side of town. Natural Grocers, south side of town. Drug Emporium, south side of town. Those are natural and fresh by brushes. All on the richer, non- Okay, so sorry I had to put it in a brief moment for a moment for our sponsors, Anchor. And, but like I was saying, um... A lot of these stores are on the south side of town, non-black areas like Sprout that's being built in us in Tyler, uh, Natural Grocers, uh, Drug Emporium, Fresh Bar Brookshire's. They're not in the black areas, you know, and a lot in the black areas. Guess what? You got fast food restaurants from here to Timbuktu, places where you can get quick food that's not healthy, soul food restaurants, you know. Gotta love the black-owned restaurants that are up there that provide good food. When I say they got some good food, they got some good food. I can make a keto meal out of some of the stuff that they have by getting like baked chicken or barbecue or smoked chicken and some vegetables. There are some ways that you can just, you know, life hack it and make it work. But, uh, but yeah, per uh, heart.org. Uh, researchers found that the presence of fast food restaurant within one-tenth of a mile of a school was associated with an approximate increase of 5% in the school's obesity rate. Okay, so let's break it down like this. Out of the two, and I'm not counting private schools that are here, you got Robert E. Lee, which is going through a name change debate issue, not, not related to keto, and then you have John Tyler High School. Those are the two schools. Robert E. Lee is considered the white school. John Tyler is considered the black school. They're on two polar opposites of the city. Now, by Robert E. Lee, you have uh, Torchy's Taco. You're right by the mall. So there's like a Jersey Mike's. There's an IHOP. There's like a couple of restaurants. 
couple more pizza places, Ken's Pizza, Five Guys, Mexican restaurants. There's McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, not too far away. If the kids wanted to zoom over there real quick on lunch. There's a whole bunch of restaurants right there within distance of the school and to where these kids can get unhealthy options. Now, on the other side of town, same thing. McDonald's, there's a piece of, there's a, a CC's Pizza right up the street. A whole bunch of restaurants and Wendy's and some other soul food places. Not a lot of good options for healthy foods. Taco Bell, Sonic, all those things are right there by the school where they can just hop off of campus if they got a car, go get go get unhealthy burgers, fries, whatever else, catfish, fried catfish and cornmeal, and come back. There's not good health, healthy options for the kids, which causes the obesity and these same bad eating habits, because I had them transfer into adulthood to where I'm looking at kids teenagers, high blood pressure hypertension, diabetes and children along with that how children are now not you know back in the day I have to say that back in the day you know we got outside and we played we ran and we ran and we ran we played some more we played some more there was a lot of physical activity and as the increase uh, of technology technology as far as video games were concerned, you know, my father would be like, hey, you've been on the game too much, go outside and play, go outside and play, okay, cool, then PlayStation came around, Xbox came around, then I want to stay a little little bit more and play the games to where now kids just play games, if they don't have a PlayStation or Xbox or Switch controller in their hand, they got a tablet or something. Well, they're in front of the screen, you don't see kids playing outside anymore, and those, the ones who don't, in, in my city, there's not a whole bunch of parks. Yeah, I can name. There's Lindsay Park, Burkeville Park, and there's another park. There's like, and, but those are the only three parks that I know of that have children's playgrounds. And this, this is not a small city. This, this has almost about 100,000 people in the city, maybe two, closer to 200,000. But there's lots of children, lots of children. There's not that many parks or recreational areas for the kids to go play. You know, during COVID right now, it's not recommended that the kids get on the equipment because equipment's not sterilized and you know you're worried about spreading the disease. Prior to that, a lot of kids, you know, you go to a park and there'd hardly be any parking because it'd be packed. And kids wouldn't, kids would be packed at a playground. A whole bunch of kids wouldn't be able to play because there are too many kids out there. We need more parks, recreational things for children so that way they can get out there and be active again. But the biggest thing that I have to say with the African-American diet is that it's not a diet. It's, it's a contributing factor to health issues in the black community. Now, it's, it's an issue, period, for Americans as a whole. So before people start the black lives, all lives matter with me, crap with me, and started saying, well, all people are affected. Yes, all people are affected with, with this issue, with, with, with America getting heavier. All people are and it is, it is a problem thing. Keto, the ketogenic process and the keto diet, as some people say it, or the keto lifestyle, as I say it, is prevalent for all demographics. It is. It's, a, it's not a one-size-fits-all, but the process itself is a one process that fits everybody. If you want to know, based off of your particular ailment or your health situation, check out Dr. Berg on YouTube. He puts out videos every week and has... Uh, goes live, I think, on every Friday. 
and answers questions from callers. You know, he has videos talking about people with type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes, how you can get on keto and not hurt yourself. If you have Cushing's or whatever type of particular background, if you type it in and put Dr. Berg next to it, there's pretty much a video that he has for it. And if he doesn't have a video for it, you can reach out to him via email or what have you, and he will do the research because he is a doctor, clinical dietitian. He will do the research and then make a video on it. So that way the information is out there for you so that way you can do it and do it right without hurting yourself. But it's something that everybody needs to do. Everybody needs to take more investment in their health because everybody can plan. I'm going to live to be this. I'm going to live this. This is my plan. I want to see this happen. I want to do this. I want to do this. But if your health is not right and you have control over your health, you do. You have control over your health. You know what you can put into your body. Now, some things are genetic. Yes. But one thing that I can that I'm going to argue with until the until my face turns blue, purple and polka dot diabetes is not genetic. Oh, I, I got diabetics in my family. Oh, so you're, so it's genetic. No, diabetes is not genetic. Babies are born healthy. Babies are. Women can get gestational diabetes. I can, I can say that. My wife had gestational diabetes when she was pregnant with our son. But diabetes is not genetic. They look at our history and they ask us, do you have these in your family? Hypertension, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer. You know, cancer. You know what cancer feeds off of? Sugar. That's that's cancer's number one food source is sugar. But diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure. You have them in your family. They're going to start to say, but yeah, it's genetic because since it's prone in your family, we're going to assume based off of that you have the same eating habits or what have you, so you're more susceptible to it. That's their genetic excuse. You know, I, I weighed 236 pounds. And they were like, at one point, they were like, wow, you're, you're kind of heavy there. You're borderline obese. I said, well, you should have seen me over a year and a half ago. I weighed around 326, 300, almost 330 pounds. They're like, are you on diabetic medication? Like, no, never was. Well, you may be pre-diabetic. We need to check that. No, you don't. I'll go ahead and go through my labs and do everything else. And if I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go there. Because when I did that exam, then they were like, well, you're pre-diabetic. You need to lose the weight and all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Until I started to feel them pains in my chest and not really do nothing. My heart rate was skyrocketing at 120 beats per minute. And I was sitting down at work at a desk job. I would get tired walking downstairs my 46 to 48 pants I didn't need a belt for because my gut and my butt kept them up I was snoring all the time I had sleep apnea it was bad had pains in my shoulders and my joints and I ain't do nothing I get tired sitting down on the couch I'm working a day job that wasn't hard at all tired sitting down at, at my job And then I come home and dang near falling asleep on the couch. 
Now they want to start the ketogenic process. Yeah, I went through my keto flu and all this. Now, keto flu was done before COVID, so everybody could stop freaking out. Keto flu and all this other stuff, my body started to lose the weight. Weight started to come down. To where now, almost two years into to being on keto, I'm at a 38 waist from being at a 48 waist. From wearing 3X shirts that were tight to wearing extra large and even large shirts. I could wear a large shirt, but I just like wearing extra large. You know, my ring size, I used to have a size 13 finger. Had fat fingers and digits. I wear size 10 now and ring. I had Biden, these little nice little silicone rings. So that way, one, I could have one that fit my finger because my, my ring just constantly, literally, I could put my, put my fingers, tap them on, on the counter, and my ring would fall right off. And I had to manipulate my finger all day long to keep my ring on. Got a ring spacer so that way it'd stay on my finger. And then my, ring, my finger kept on shrinking to where it fell off with a ring spacer. So I had to get these little silicone joints. I had to buy new belts. The most expensive thing about keto is not necessarily the food. It's having to buy a new wardrobe because you're, 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 you're coming, you're changing sizes a lot, coming down. My heart rate resting, and I'm looking at my watch. My resting heart rate from being 120 beats per minute is now 58. And that's looking at my watch right now. And my history, my resting heart rate is now 58. That's a 70 beats per minute difference. 70. My walking average is now 101. And that's me. And I get a good brisk walk on me. I get moving. But my usually normal heart rate during the day, 80, 85. I went to go get my physical just the other day. And they were like, oh, man, your blood pressure is great. Doctor checked my pulses. Whoa, it's just so relaxed. And she was like, you're still doing that keto thing, right? Yeah. She's a younger doctor. Shout out to Dr. Malik. She's a younger doctor, so she knows a lot of the health trends going on. She says, you're doing health, you're the keto thing. Right? I said, she said, yeah. I said, okay, great. She says, keep doing what you're doing. Well, everything that you're doing, everything looks great. Now, I know that, you know, with keto is a high fat. You have plenty of vegetables, so I know your cholesterol is going to look kind of crazy. She says, I understand that. And I will factor in everything else to that so that way we can find your baseline and then we'll go from there. See, now that's the difference between any other doctor that's out there that's saying keto is not good for you, this, not the other, because they don't research it. My doctor, and I'm proud of her and I will brag about her, she's awesome and she understands. She doesn't just demonize it without researching it. She understands it and she's going to, and she makes the adjustments so that way, one, she can give me the best treat, treatment and the best plan for my care and to watch out and know my body and especially the insides of me. So that way, one, if anything goes outside of my normal, my normal, she can let me know. Now, everybody's different. My normal, my blood pressure and all that is my normal. Your normal may be a little bit higher elevation. Or your blood pressure just may be naturally low. There's different levels to your normal. But go to your doctor. See what that is. Get checked out. See what's going on. 
You know, I had family talk to their doctors about keto, and they just shot it down. Oh, keto's not good. You don't need to be keto, blah, blah, this. We'll send you to a dietary nutritionist. I'm like, why do you have to go over there? You know how to eat, right? You don't need to tell, <laughs> go to sit to somebody, and so that way they can try to tell you how you should eat. You know how to eat, right? But that's neither here nor there. That's what they decided to do. I love them. Till my face turns blue, purple, purple and polka dot. Everybody has to have their walk. Some people don't want to do it, and that's perfectly fine. You find your way to your health goals, to your happiness. Now, if it don't work, I'll still show you how to do it this way. Give you all the information that you have. But this is reputable sources, heart.org. The CDC, the American Psychological Association. Reputable sources showing... How obesity is affecting black people. Black people, we got to stop eating soul food. Now we understand the whole purpose of soul food. During slave times, we were given the scraps. You know, they ate the greens. We got the juice. They didn't know that the nutrients were in the juice. We're pig feet, pig ears, and all that other stuff. All those things that we had to make do with and eat and all that other stuff. Chitlins, which I hate. All those things that we had to make do with that, that, we, that helped us survive. Yeah, that's good and all. But guess what? It's killing us. It is killing us. How we eat is the number one con- contrib- contributor to our death. Now, if you know something is going to kill you, would you stop doing it? Cigarettes tell you that they kill you. They tell you on a box that you're going to get cancer, but people do it. People know that eating horribly will kill you, but they do it. Why? I'm trying to live my best life. I'm trying to, you know, live without regrets. Okay. Let's say you live without regrets until that heart attack come on. I should have did things differently. You have the opportunity. Change your life. Research the ketogenic process. Check out the first couple of episodes where I talked about it. Talked about the ketogenic process and break it down. Change your body from burning sugar to burning fat. And if you were like me at 300 and some, 320, almost 330 pounds, you have plenty of fuel for your body to use to get healthy. I saw a good friend of mine today who I hadn't seen since way prior to the pandemic. He was like, man, I haven't seen you in a while. You look great. You cut? You, you done kept a lot of this weight down, man. It's good to see that you're doing that. I'm like, I really appreciate that. He says, man, I need to get on. I say, hey, you already know who to call. I can help you get going. Now, a lot of it, I'm going to, I can steer you in the right direction, give you the resources so that way you can do it. But I'm not going to do it for you. You have to make the conscious decision that you're going to get healthy. It's not a health, a weight. See, and and I have to say this. I'm just going to get it out there. I got friends that added me to groups. Weight loss drinks. Weight loss this. Try these weight loss products. Try Herbal Life. Try this. Try this weight loss tonic. Help you lose weight and shed them pounds. Now, nah, all of that. You trying, you trying to buy, pay $15 to somebody, $15, $25 to somebody for this weight loss drink. And you ain't changing not one bit of health, <laughs> of your health as far as what else you're eating. You ain't getting out exercising. You just buying this thing. Because you want a quick fix. You want to drop them 15, 20 pounds by drinking this crap. 
that you don't know what's purely in it, which probably got loads of sugar for flavor. You don't want to do the right things. Everybody wants a quick thing. I'm going to get this Herbalife so that way I can take all this supplements and pay overpriced stuff for all this stuff like this and these health things so that way I can lose it quickly and spend hundreds of dollars. But then the second that you can't afford it and you don't eat it and you don't take it, guess what? All that weight comes back. I mean, you can just buy regular groceries, regular healthy items, cooking them properly, meal uh, portion control, and intermittent fasting, and your body will heal itself. Your body can heal itself. How do I know that my body can heal itself? Okay, so guess what? When you sprain an ankle, you, you, you have inflammation. Your body, let's say your body becomes stiff in that area. Why? Because your body's saying, don't move it. Becomes inflamed, comes pain. It's telling your body tells you, don't do that. If you get sick, what happens? Your body starts to fix itself by doing what? Creating a fever. Your body heats up because your body knows if it heats up, bacteria can't live. So it heats itself up so that way it can kill off the, kill off the sickness. That's why your body heats up so badly when, during COVID because your body is trying to, to defend itself by killing off the virus. Now, having a fever for a prolonged period of time especially a fever over over 101 and especially over 104 can cause more damage to your body. But your body will go through the extreme so that way it can make sure that it's healthy while trying to fight off sickness. So your body is perfectly attuned to healing itself. When you get a cut, what happens? Platelets attack the area, clot it up, so that way your body stops the bleeding. We have the number one protector of your body, of, of your own health, and it is your body. Only thing you got to do is put the right fuel in it so that way it keeps protecting you. Now, you can add have supplements, iron, uh, zinc to build immunity, vitamin C, D3, you know, soursop or graviola, you know, those things that boost immunity, you know, digestion, turmeric. You know, if you need to really have a bowel movement, ginger root. Boy, that stuff is aggressive, but it's natural. Things that you can use to keep your body clean probiotics, berries, blueberries, strawberries, you know, raspberries, those things to keep your body clean. Keeping yourself perfectly hydrated, not perfectly, as perfectly hydrated as you possibly can by drinking water. Water. Not Gatorade, not Powerade, not all them other little aids or little fruit things that say that they got electrolytes in it, but they got crap loads of sugar in it. Water to keep you hydrated. Now it's good to add some lemon or some cucumber to it. To kind of give it a good cleansing attribute to it, or getting the you know uh, uh, electrolyte boosters. Dr. Burke has a electrolyte booster, and uh, Ultima has a great uh, hydration source as far as when it comes to uh, electrolytes and boost. And they have great flavors and all that other stuff. Same thing with Dr. Burke; they have great stuff in there. So there's what the things out there to take care of your body are good. Are they kind of pricey sometimes? Yeah, but you're not consuming it at the rate that you would do unhealthy food. You would not consume it at the same rate. Now, yesterday, we had a taco, keto taco salad bowl, which had the ground meat. I did my own taco seasoning with, with a um, cumin, smoked paprika, cayenne pepper, salt pepper, and garlic powder. 
did all that up, browned it, kept it all in the juices and all that other stuff. Got me some shredded lettuce, put it on the bottom, put the meat on top, had me some cheese, shredded that, put that on top, and mixed some salsa with some sour cream, with some, and guess what? Boom, made it like a little dressing that goes on top of that. It was amazing. Ate one bowl of it, satisfied my hunger, drank water the rest of the evening, and just had me a little bit of strawberry-flavored Rebel ice cream. That is a keto meal. I had one bowl of that, lots of water, a little bit of Rebel. Guess what? Didn't eat anything until this after, earlier part of this afternoon. Satisfy your hunger. Don't eat to get full. Change your eating habits. I upset my mother because when I went on keto and I had to explain how what we were eating when we were smaller was bad for us. And it upset my mother. I, didn't, I wasn't trying to. She said we did the best. She said she did the best that he, she could with what she had. And my mother is the best. And say that to everybody who's listening. My mom is the best. Now get personal for a second. Because I have to say it. My mother is a cancer patient. She's a cancer patient. She's been fighting it for a good long time. She's my hero. My father is in the Navy, serves his country, got, got injured in the Navy, disabled veteran, heart patient, all that other stuff. Those are my heroes right there. That's mom, that's dad. But I'm a mama's boy to my heart. And that hurt me when I had to tell her that. And she told me how hurt she was. I said, Mom, it's not nothing wrong. I said, you did everything that you could. I said, I'm still good, man. I'm still healthy and all that other stuff. I found the way to eat now. And I found the way, and I'm realizing that that stuff wasn't healthy. I'm not saying that you weren't a good mother. And we've been through it as parents. Rough day, long day. I had to work. Wife had to take care of stuff. And then all of a sudden, we got to get the kids from school. We got to get them something. We ain't got a lot of time to do stuff. It's easy to go to McDonald's real quick and give them a happy meal so that way they're satisfied for the food and then we're done. Been there. Still kind of do it from time to time only because of the situations that present themselves in the times. But now we know better. We do better. So I pass that information on back to my mom, my father. Hey, eat healthier. Try this. This is sweet tea, but this doesn't have sugar. It has pure, which is an which is a, a, sub, a substitute for it. Tastes just as good as sweet tea, if not better, than store bought. And they're like, "Ooh, I could do this." Try some organic coffee with some heavy whipping cream and some stevia. Hey, Dad, you like your coffee black? But here, try this out. Ooh, this is good. What you put in here? So it's starting to catch on a little bit. It ain't fully there. I don't expect them to fully get there. I don't expect them to fully indoctrinate it, but it helps. Every little bit that you can, help them, help them. You know, but my mother is my heart. My father is my role model to manhood and, and overall inspiration to be a man in this world. And I'm doing what I'm supposed to be as a man, responsible father and husband, and trying to take care of my family the best way that I know how. Just like he did. Just like my mom did. We all get better with time. We all learn from, from everything, experiences and everything. And as we find new things that, that benefit us, we implement them to the best of our ability. And that's why I encourage everybody to do. Learn from the past. I know everybody knows somebody who got diabetes. 
I know everybody that knows, everybody that I know, everybody that I know, 100% of the people that I know, know somebody with diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, heart problems, or cancer. 100% of the people who I know, know somebody. 100% of the people who I know, know somebody that's morbidly obese. 100%. So I need 100% of everybody who I know to help encourage them to make better, healthier food choices to save their lives. If you love them, you tell them the truth. It's okay to love somebody because they're, if they're happy with their, if they're, being healthy isn't about being skinny. Let me tell you that. I still got a little bit of tubbage. Got a little bit of stomach right here that I'm just like a good month or two of sit-ups, flutter kicks and all that other stuff, way of tightening that up. I, you know, I still got that there, but I'm healthy, a whole lot healthier than I've ever been in my life. So let's get that perspective straight. What the world considers healthy, what the media and the public with the skinniness and this and that and how you got to look and bump all of that. I'm talking about doing keto to get yourself healthy. You ain't got to be skinny. Your body physiology may not guarantee you to be, to, to be just skinny, skinny action figure or that Coke bottle frame. Your body physiology may not let you do that. But as long as you are healthy. You've done your part. The weight, your weight is going to go down. Yeah, your weight is going to go down to what your body specifications are. What I look like and how my body is, is my normal. Nobody has it but me. Your body's normal is going to be your body's normal. But it needs to be the healthiest version of itself as much as possible. Has to be the healthiest version of itself. It doesn't have to be skin and bones. People keep on saying, if you keep on losing weight, you just going to be skin and bones. Okay, and? But I'll be healthy. I ain't worried about how I look to you. I ain't trying to impress you. When I go outside and I dress up and I do so, I don't care what people think. Oh, why you? I ain't here to impress you. I'm not trying to date you. I'm not trying to court you. I'm being healthy and I'm looking good for me. I look good. I am the sexy beast. I don't give, I'm sorry, and I ain't going to pop. I don't give a damn what none of y'all suckers think. I look good to me, and I know I'm sexy, and my wife thinks so too. And she the sexiest thing in the world to me. That's all it matters to. Your level of healthiness and comfort to your body, how it looks, is you. Only thing that I ask with this podcast is if you do it the right way, if you get it done the healthy way. If you're having problems losing that weight, getting healthy, doing it the right way. Do the ketogenic process, intermittent fasting. That is the way to go. It's taken over the world. It has taken over the world. It has people. It has, it has, it has, it has, it has. So many of these places, these gyms are making their memberships cheaper. These little food places, Jenny Craig, you know, all this other stuff, trying to Push out stuff that just says keto so that way they don't lose their pe- lose their subscribers because people are finding out 
I ain't got to pay all this crazy crack money for this crap when I can get the healthiest stuff cheaper and I can do it myself. I know what's in it. Everybody's trying to jump on the keto craze because they realize that there's money there and they're losing money elsewhere. Don't buy the product because it says keto. You make it yourself. That requires work, people. That requires you to experiment. If you ain't never been good with cooking before, <laughs> get good with cooking now. Experiment with it. It's for your benefit, people. It is for your benefit. I wouldn't tell you if it wasn't true. I wouldn't tell you if it's not true. I'm not only the CEO and owner of the Keto 911 podcast, I am a client. I live it. I do it myself. My family, my wife does it. We do it ourselves. So, that's my rant. That's my episode. Um, thank you all again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All again. For tuning in. For supporting. Again. This was about the African American. The black diet. From what I know from my experience. This is a problem. This pandemic of health issues. Was more deadly. Is, is more deadly. And has been around longer, longer, longer. Than COVID-19. It has. And it's guaranteed to be deadly. Because it's a slow killer. You see it happening. <laughs> People who are diabetics. Having, having, having to have amputations. Blindness. All this other stuff. All these other health issues. Being on medicine. Everybody knows that this pandemic is worse than COVID. COVID will kill you quicker. But this right here is a slow death. Everybody knows about it, but nobody really wants to do anything about it. And if they do want to do something about it, they do it the wrong way. Not saying that they are just wrong. They just don't know the right way. Or they just don't want to give up the old habits. In order to get better, you got to change some things. Some things got to be sacrificed. You just got to turn around. If you got to leave the group of friends that you got to leave because they're bad influences, Leave it so that way you can be around those who are going to be encouraging and supportive of your health decisions. You just have to do it. Again, thank you all for supporting me. Shout out to my brother, James Scott. Squares at a Table Facebook group. Check him out on Facebook. Uh, Keto 911 Podcast is also on Facebook. You can also catch the Keto 911 Podcast not only on Anchor. You can catch it on Spotify. Apple Music, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Breaker, and other um, portals that you may visit. Thank you again. This is Daniel, Keto 91 Podcast. Y'all take care.